0: Let's get started because you have to leave by two thirty. Yeah. All right, cool. And let me get the car started. <laughs> Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A actual games having version of the Touchline Media Group, not just because the Premier League has started, which you know, but also college football happened, uh, which is exciting. Yeah. Woo. Uh, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my... uh, esteemed colleague and and not really guest panelist regular friend dude uh angus uh you can find uh oh we'll do socials at the end uh this episode is brought to you by the smith workforce management group as well as whoever blue wire decides to put in um we'll see who it is today i'm i'm excited um so uh we are joined by nerd angus we are here to talk actual um actual college football angus our, our, our national nightmare is over. We're back.
1: Oh man. It happens every year too. I don't understand. Like, why can't we fix this twigs?
0: This, this thing where like, well, we go. Nine where we go no, offline no.
1: for like six months. I don't understand. Like pay these kids already so that we can get college football all year long. Because I watched some bad college football yesterday and it felt awesome.
0: I mean, my thing is, is like, like, pay the kids and also like, let's like in the spring, like you can do a cup, right? Like just like uh, everybody yeah. plays, yeah. you know, let's get, I think a, that let's be
1: get a college football gold cup going. Like get, get, get like practice squads out there playing each other. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. Spring practice is dumb. Spring games is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with college football today and I'm going to tell you why because sometimes like you, you, you haven't seen a friend in a while. And when you greet them, it's like, it's weird and it's awkward and it's different. Like, and, and you haven't, you know, it's like, you know, whatever. And college football decided to bring us back in like the most warm and comforting way possible, which is Nebraska <laughs> shooting itself in the dick to lose to a team. It shouldn't have lost to uh, a national. Okay, can I, ex-
1: can I explain to you why I enjoyed that game so much? Tell me. I, so I, I flipped over to that game. When I got home yesterday, after remembering that actual college football was on, I watched the, I think like half of the first quarter and then the second quarter, and then my eyes started drooping because it was bad football, but still like kind of exciting. So I said to Mm -hmm. myself, you know what? I'm going to treat this like the Lions game. I'm going to fall asleep for about a, a quarter. I woke back up still competitive and still like really dumb and stupid and like highly enjoyable. That is exactly what I want out of college football
0: after I watch the Michigan game every week. <laughs> yeah, that was I mean, and, awesome. <laughs> like, and 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 you know, obviously, like we're not going to go into this level of detail about, um, you know, Nebraska Northwestern games uh, throughout the year because you know we care about <laughs> Michigan and Michigan State and uh, when Josh is here, Baylor. Sorry, Josh, we uh, recorded it two hours earlier than we normally do. That's that's on us. Uh, and and Oops. oregon because you know we we care about we care about oregon a little bit um but you know this week we like we're gonna get all into northwestern versus nebraska i watched this game um and and i watched it from from soup to nuts you know from from beginning to end um and i gotta tell you wow you, you didn't take a mid-game nap like i did <laughs> well no because I, awesome. I i yeah. I, I watched it later. Um, I actually recorded yeah, yeah, this yeah. game. Like like this game was like a game wow. I recorded to watch. Yeah. Um, I recorded two games to watch yesterday. Um, and I didn't watch one of them. I watched this one. And then I watched the the New Mexico state Nevada game, uh, as well as parts wow. of Vanderbilt, Hawaii. So, um, I, I, I did record the Florida state Duquesne game. Um, and then I checked the score and it was like, Oh, okay. I don't have to watch this. um, but I thought there was a chance. I thought there was a chance. I I had belief in Florida state to do something stupid. Um, it didn't. Oh, I, I, I also recorded the, uh, the UConn Utah state game watched enough of that, but let's, let's talk about Nebraska Northwestern because I don't think Scott Frost is going to be coached for a while, like, like for too much longer. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Do do you want to talk about the, uh, the onside kick first or just like general Nebraska crap? As I like to so call it's, it, college crap.
0: Yeah, like it's the same thing. Actually, I actually think it's the same thing because we are believers in math on this podcast. I, I think that that's fair. Yeah, like we, like we're firm believers that like over the course of six years, you're gonna go about five hundred and one score games. You know, yeah. more or less. Like better team. Like if you're, it's more or less how it works, right? If you're good enough to yes. be within three, you're good enough to be within three either way. Um, yes. But at a certain point, like I'm a firm believer in that. Um, But if you go what is it? Five and 21 in one score games in over a five-year period. And a lot of those games have special teams fuckery is how I'm going to put it. (laughs) Like at a certain point, you're making your own luck. It's a
1: feature, not a bug. I mean, yeah, I don't remember specifically what he did during during the Michigan game last year, but like they were, they should have won that game. I, if I remember correctly, they did something and I'll look it up later, but like, like they should have won that game. Like they're, they definitely should have won that game and they should have won yesterday too. It's just, he makes these like really stupid, stupid decisions that he, this one, he like actually, uh, and good for him. I don't know. He apologized after He was like, yeah, I screwed up. Like I'm the one who decided to go for the onside kick. Eh. And uh, then and that he was, threw his, made that decision.
0: Yeah, and then he threw his offensive coordinator under the bus. So not yeah. all the credit in the world to Scott Frost. Um, yeah. but but like I think like the thing is is that at this point in the Scott Frost era, right, we're we're far enough away from UCF and Oregon to say like this is Scott Frost as a head coach. Um, his yeah. teams do not have any belief that they're going to be successful, and you can see it, right? Like Casey Thompson, when when things were rolling, he was like. Very comfortable, making play, yep. you know, making throws on time. Everything was sort of humming along. And then suddenly it was like skipped a throw, overthrew a little bit, threw it a little bit behind. Yeah. And then suddenly wow. those, you know, like and and in the first half, you know, like tight end, you know, he threw a ball behind a tight end and he made a catch and it was a nice catch. Great. And then that same throw in the second half. Is a quarter of an inch further behind, and it's an interception. And it's yeah. like, like I, 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 don't know how to put it other than Nebraska is Nebraskaing. Like this is who they yeah. are, and it's, it's yeah. it's, it's so weird. Uh, especially you, since you like, didn't North even Nebraska- mention the,
1: uh, the, the drop, the drop passes in the, um, in the yeah. first half too. There were a ton of drop passes. And, it's just like, and, like those receivers, just like could from that from that crowd, like yeah. <laughs> like and, you have and, to be able to do that. Um, yeah,
0: for and, them. and and I think I th- I think the thing with with this team with this Nebraska team, um, and also like I do want to caveat it is even year Northwestern, so they might win the Big Ten West because they do that in even years. Um, like they're good yeah. in even years, so like this Northwestern team might be better than we think they are, but also Ryan holinski is not um, that good. Evan Hall is not no. that good, right? Like they're they're good no. enough maybe, but like they're not that good. Well, which Yeah, so Northwestern, uh, I guess like,
1: let's explain the cadence of general Northwestern under Pat, Pat Fitzgerald. They'll go, they'll like, every four years they'll be, Good by Northwestern standards, which means they have a chance to win the Big Ten West. And then after after that happens, they go through, you know, Northwestern rebuilding where they're really awful, and then they'll rebuild back up. They'll they'll still be competent because Pat Fitzgerald, and I think he's like a he's a good coach. Like he's he's like the perfect coach for Northwestern. Uh, but like this is not the year where Northwestern's supposed to be good. <laughs> they're going through a Northwestern rebuilding year.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, but, like, they won the Big Ten. Trend. Well, they won the Big Ten West in 2020. In 2018, they were yeah. fine. Um, so, like, you, yep. you would almost expect fine, and then next year they'll be terrible, and then in 2024 they'll win the Big Ten West uh, if the Big Ten West right. is a thing. Then, um, But, like, even if they're not that good, or even if they are that good, like, you look at the the talent, you look at their defense, like, the 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 telecast made like a whole bunch of hay about like uh they they having a defensive end who was on Bruce Feldman's freaks list and they like compared him to Aiden Hutchinson which was like a very weird comparison because they don't like this this defensive end whose name well, I don't remember at this point is like five inches. Did shorter. you did you did you also realize
1: that Fox uh brought over Brock's Clicker for this for this season so we're gonna get yeah. a lot more Brock Hewer this year. Right. Uh, God. Right.
0: <laughs> great and like like you know it is what it is i i i don't know how often i am going to have sound on for any of these games on fox um gush johnson and uh and whoever he's with aside
1: um uh,
0: uh, joe clatt Joel clatt right um Joel clatt, yeah. so so like like that aside like i don't i don't know how often i'm gonna really be listening to them but um I, I, I like the A squad. They're good. I, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, they're fine. Johnson. But Brock, Brock yeah. Ward is, is, is not. Heward is not great. Jason Benetti is good. I like Jason Benetti. Um, I don't know who Jason Benetti is. Yeah, that's the point of a play-by-play guy. You don't know who he is. <laughs> um, so uh, I think he's with Fox or he was with Big Ten Network anyways. Um, so I, I think the, like, the interesting thing to take away from, from this game specifically Um, and we've already put 10 minutes more on this game than it deserves, um, is A, uh, football in Ireland, uh, and they're not very good at soccer, so, like, maybe they enjoyed it. It seemed to be a pretty packed house. Um, But B, and somewhat more interestingly, uh, my prediction for Nebraska, which is that they lose three games before they play Oklahoma and then beat Oklahoma, uh, still on track. Still on track. Um, Yeah. Nice. Yeah uh also i do want to say that northwestern was gifted a turnover that may or may not have been pretty uh meaningful like that wasn't a fumble he was down but whatever anyways um nice. also uh listener <laughs> if you can google corn nation youtube uh there's a phenomenal video uh, i think i retweeted it but it's it's very funny uh there's a guy who's just sort of ranting for seven minutes about Nebraska football. Um, because Nebraska fans seem to like do, do you think they're coming to terms with the fact that it's over or 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 no? Like
1: like their football program in general, or like that the that the Scott Frost era is over?
0: The football program in general. They have not been good in 25 years. Give or take. No, 20 years. Uh and Dominican Sue. Uh that team did not win a conference title. Like they were good, but like If the standard that we're talking about, like that's the point. Yeah, like that was the best team. The 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 lost in a conference title game. Team was the best Nebraska team since 2001,
1: Uh, and that team didn't win a
0: conference title. That team didn't win a BCS bowl, like which is what it was at the time. Like it's just like completely uninteresting. This like this team, so like. I think if you're a Nebraska fan, like it's really time to like come to terms with like your Illinois with a history, your Iowa without the consistency. You're, yeah. Like, is that is that fair at this point? Like, I Illinois has won a conference title more recently than Nebraska. Like, uh yeah that yes <laughs> like 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 at like that's just a fact like I'm not talking about, like, relative investment or give a shit, but, like, Illinois has won a conference title more recently than than Nebraska. Um, right. I would, rather, I would rather buy stocks in Illinois' program right now than I would in Nebraska's. Like, we can talk about the Illinois game. They they humiliated Wyoming, which Craig Boll is a good coach, but not that good. So, okay. Um, yeah.
1: But- um, well, here's the thing, and this is something that, like, I – as like a Michigan fan, I, I guess I can, I can say, except for, you know, Scott Frost is supposed to be their, their Harbaugh, but. Yeah, it doesn't always his- work out. <laughs> no, it doesn't always work out. And um, yeah, but like programs with history, they at least have a chance of making it out back out. And like, I'm sure that there is some other, some other coach with ties to their program who could potentially go in there and, you know, and do well i it's i I wouldn't say that like as a fan they should necessarily give up that illinois doesn't have that much of a history i mean i guess they do but like
0: i mean their history is 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 like in like the 30s with like red Grange.
1: yeah 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 exactly um so i i think there's like a there's a there's a chance and also like
0: who's going into nebraska and recruiting right well
1: that's the thing is
0: right like like Well, it's, it's a small state, but like Nebraska's thing is that like, I think that like the problem with Nebraska is that it's actually sort of the same problem as Georgia Tech, right? Like if you're a pro style quarterback or even, even a a dual threat who, who, who wants to throw the ball and you're from say Texas, right? Would you rather go to Nebraska or Texas Tech or Baylor or TCU or Arkansas or LSU? or Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State, right? And like, maybe you'd prefer Nebraska to some of those schools, but not all of them. And so at at best, you're talking about like the leavings of Texas and Oklahoma. And is that what Nebraska wants to be? Because like, remember, Michigan State made a playoff on the leavings of Ohio State in Ohio. Like, it's not an insult. It's just a reality. But Nebraska doesn't see itself like that. Nebraska sees itself as- important
1: uh so how about this theory so i'm totally blinking on his name and i really shouldn't so iowa's coach retires and Ferenc. then iowa goes through a period where like what what, the, what, what is his name can you like Kirk um, yeah so ference let's say that iowa traditional to iowa ference puts his puts his his uh, his finger his finger on the scale and it's like you're going to hire my son, our mm-hmm. this, like, really bad offensive coordinator as the new head coach. And then they go through like Georgetown basketball for like the next 10 years. Let's say Nebraska then somehow gets like a decent coach in who's able to capitalize on that. I could see it happening.
0: I mean, but then you're, but like, like think about what we're talking about here. Nebraska was the, the like the premier team of the seventies. You could argue. Um, yeah. Like they were, they were a consistent national title threat from 1970 until nine, until 2002. Yeah. Or take, you know, and, and now you're talking about like, well, if Iowa is down, maybe (laughs) Nebraska, like, like think about how insane that is. Right. Like, no, it's insane, but like, I could see it happening. I'm but big, you're not even I, I, talking about Wisconsin being down. It's like, yeah. if our regional rival is down, maybe we can start competing for Big Ten West titles. Like, yeah, I, I, I just, like, yeah, sure, okay? Like, yeah. the one time that Nebraska made a, a, a Big Ten title game, it spawned a meme called Wisconsin Scored Again. Like, that's how humiliating it is for them. And look, I don't, I don't, I don't have any love for Nebraska. I I find them to be a huge pain in the ass. And I think that people who are not happy with nine and four deserve to go three and nine. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like, and I like, look, I've said the same about Michigan. And I said the same thing about keeping Harbaugh before last year, which was nine and three is fine. Like outside of five schools, if your team averages nine and three, you are successful. You know, yeah, Ohio State like, that doesn't fly at Bama it doesn't fly, probably Clemson yeah. it does fly. <laughs> like, but like you're really talking about you know USC, Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma, maybe Texas. Like, not <laughs> not in reality, but like in in self assessment. Um, yeah. But like Nebraska, if Nebraska went nine and three every single year from here until eternity, that would be successful for their program, given everything. Um, It's what I've said about Michigan State. Like, I don't need Michigan State to win titles. I need them to go eight and four or nine and three. Like, that's fine. How how much do we know
1: about their fan base, though, to to believe if that's like a realistic expectation? No,
0: no, no. no, no. They are, are, I I don't want to say unhinged because that implies some level of malevolence. Um, They are completely unrealistic about who they are. You know, I mean, like they, they don't Yeah They don't Who's, have any uh, self-awareness
1: Who was the guy before Was it, who was before Frost? Pelini Yeah, yeah, or, they fired Bo Pelini
0: Bo Pelini, Mike Riley Frank Solish, Bill Callahan All of them more or oh, less Oh, wait, wait, no,
1: wait, no, they didn't fire Bo Pelini Bo Pelini left for Arkansas
0: <laughs> No, 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 Bo Pelini was fired, you're thinking of Brett Bielema Who left Wisconsin for Arkansas Oh,
1: yeah, 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 um, yeah right
0: no, no, no. They fired Pellini. They fired Mike Riley, who was like a seven and six, eight and five type guy. Um, they fired Frank Solich, who won nine games a year. They fired Bill Canalahan, who won nine games a year. Um, they've been looking for Tom Osborne for 30 years. And yeah. bad news, Tom Osborne would not come to Nebraska today. Right? Like, nope. he wouldn't. Uh, Bob Devaney, who's like actually like the godfather of their program, and he was a Michigan State guy. He left from Michigan State to go to Nebraska. Okay, if you're talking about like the best, the best assistant at Michigan State would not take the Nebraska job. If if, if we're talking about like Michigan State firing on all cylinders,
1: because why would? Uh, you? Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, I mean because they need to get looking a better for job. Yeah, they need to stop right, looking like, for Tom Osborne and they need to start looking for I I don't know some like innovative coordinator who is like not really on people's radars
0: <laughs> i mean like the thing is is that and who they need to find is they need to find someone who understands what the job is and yeah. do you know who's really like really good at that is kansas state kansas state is really good at finding coaches who understand what the actual job is um yeah. and that's what nebraska needs right like what is the actual job at nebraska it's not it's not like winning national titles it's creating a team that's a pain in the ass to play and getting so good at that style that you can win games. Right. Right. Tom Osborne won on I formation triple option when everybody else had already moved on to West West coast offenses and, you know, single back and whatever he was out there running the I form triple option until 2001. Nobody else was doing that really, but he was like, yeah, what we do. You know, what's funny.
1: Like, they decided to go out and get the coach from who was quarterback during
0: at he the, like, the height run of
1: that era. Yeah, and like, he doesn't run and they're like, yeah, you could run that. And he's like, I'm not running that. And then he started like doing crap that he's probably not very good at.
0: <laughs> well, what it is, uh, it's like, it's like he, he learned all of the wrong lessons from Oregon, right? He was the offensive coordinator at Oregon under Chip Kelly. Um, yeah. And it's like the the lesson to learn from Chip Kelly is Get whatever money ball bullshit advantage you can if you are not at USC. And Chip Kelly's answer to that was, I'm going to recruit a whole bunch of five, six, really, really fast guys who USC doesn't want. And it worked. It really, really worked. And at Nebraska, what, what he's tried to implement is some form of like quasi spread option where they ask their quarterback to be a like good passer and a good runner. And like, there are three of those guys a year and they go to Alabama or USC or Ohio State, right? right. Like CJ Stroud and JT Barrett would have been awesome for the Nebraska offense, but they're not in the Nebraska offense because they're at Ohio State. Terrell Pryor right. would have been great. Braxton, like, like these are who you're talking about, right? right. Everybody yeah. else has to deal with some version of can't really do one of the two. Denard Robinson is a great example of like, can't really throw the ball, but it doesn't matter because Rich Rodriguez didn't ask him to. Not really. So for Frost, it's like you take a Casey Thompson and it's like, look, you want to throw the ball 50 times a game. Fine. Don't run your quarterback. You're going to get him hurt. Like, don't do it. But, yes. you know, he, he like he wants like the best of all worlds. And it's like Marcus Mariota isn't there. That's not Marcus right. Mariota back there. It's not Johnny Mansell both of whom were three stars and both of whom were lucky as hell to get to, to end up how they were. Right. Marcus Mariota was not a five-star, but yeah, do you know, like, like the, the versions of that are like Tua like coming out of, of high school, it was Tua and right. he was able to do it. Bryce Young, able to do it. CJ Stroud, able to do it. Like, but, 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 Aiden Martinez and Casey Thompson are like, they're not the trigger men for this super complicated, super intricate offense. Pick a lane, stick in it. And like, I think that that's that's the thing to do if you're Nebraska. Uh, As for Northwestern, congratulations. You took advantage of uh, Nebraska's first, but certainly not last dick trip of the year. Congrats. I I have nothing bad to say about Northwestern other than that they're a pain in the ass.
1: They never have anything bad to say about Northwestern. They know exactly who they are and they execute it to a T.
0: (laughs) I lo- I mean, look. Like, I have so much respect for Northwestern because Northwestern has a coach who has missed bowl games, who has underperformed, and they're like, we are not going to get better than Pat Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah, because Pat Fitzgerald oh. loves that program. He knows exactly who Northwestern is, yep. and he probably like says the exact same thing to the administrators. Like, and it's very real about it. It's like, hey, for Northwestern, we'll be good occasionally, and yeah. you know, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go out and play competent football, and. We might not be very good at it, but we'll at least be competent. And that's why they won yesterday.
0: Right. And, and when we're not competent, it's because I don't have a quarterback. That's it. No. That That is the <laughs> only reason. It's Do I have a quarterback? If yes, then success. If no, then not. Last year, right. he had a five-star transfer from Clemson. He thought it was going to work. It didn't. This year, he has a four-star transfer from the other school in South Carolina. And it maybe is. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we rolled the dice. Uh, we it, it came up snake eyes last time this time maybe it's a seven who knows i actually don't play craps i don't know if a seven is good in craps or bad
1: uh it depends on where you're placing your chips
0: <laughs> okay well where you should place your chips dear listener is on the sponsor again i hope it's not the pickup artist because you should <laughs> not place your chips on that um so some other things happened uh yesterday um do you want do you want to talk games do you want to or, or do you want to talk news and we can sort of like gloss over the games
1: uh, i think the news is more interesting uh, i do think I it was funny that uconn like Yukon did the thing where we were like oh my god they might win and then they and it was like no and then, and then the other not. coach adjusted and they were like oh no we can't readjust back we can't answer and then that's why they're uconn <laughs> right you're UConn
0: because you're UConn. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. They, they got better. They were in a competitive game for a half. So, like, that's progress. Is, good is that UConn. better? Yeah, no, no, no. That's totally better. They didn't get blown oh. out at the jump. So, good for UConn.
1: Good for um, UConn. Well done, yeah. guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, Nevada versus New Mexico State was a phenomenal game to fall asleep to. I fell asleep on the couch watching the end of that game. Phenomenal. Vanderbilt well humiliated Hawaii. Congratulations to Vanderbilt on your bowl game win because that is the only – bowl game adjacent game you'll play this year but looks good doing it and and you got to be in hawaii for two weeks i assume they went a week early right like wouldn't you
1: yeah i mean it's over the summer so like why wouldn't you
0: right we'll do our last week of we'll we'll do our last week of training camp in in maui whatever like yeah. yeah okay so so um nothing else really all that interesting happened yesterday um so so we can we can go on to week one um Before we get to the week one preview stuff, um, we do, I guess this is sort of like Michigan's preview. So, uh, we know who the starting quarterback is for weeks one and two different guys, but you know, whatever.
1: Why are you the way that you are?
0: (laughs) He is very much the way that he is.
1: Yeah. The athletic, uh. Uh, shout out to Austin Meek if you want to come on the pod I don't think I don't think Asa would say no but maybe you would yeah, I have I would no not. idea but no, you know he uh, he put it he put it very like his article is very good he just said you know this is Jim Harbaugh he likes to roll the dice it's a 50-50 shot and when it works he looks like a genius and when it doesn't Michigan just throws up its, its hands and says why do you have to be so complicated and then they move on with their lives or with our lives uh, yeah So that's how I feel about this decision. Um, It could work. I also, I said this in the group chat. I think that Harbaugh is trying to speak Cade McNamara as Tom Brady into existence because he is treating Cade McNamara the exact same way that Lloyd Carr treated Tom Brady. So um, yeah, that's, those are my, those are my personal feelings. Like, you know, who is going to take care of the ball. You know, who's probably going to be the starter for most of the season. It's Cade McNamara, and he's just not. It just,
0: yeah, it just is what it is. It is, um, what it is. So, so, here are my thoughts on this. First things first, I, I don't hate it um, for a very simple reason, which is that Michigan doesn't play anybody until week four. So, Michigan is sort of saying, like, look, like we're just going to let training camp continue. Yeah. And we're not, and like, we are going to treat these games as practice games. Um, we're going to work on our stuff. I don't think Michigan is going to run anything more complicated than a play action pass until Maryland, uh, at the end of September, because Hawaii, Colorado state and UConn, I mean, two out of those three teams played yesterday and they were not good. And the other one is Colorado state. So I don't know. I mean, like if he's saying to his team, like, look, like these are games, we have to win these games. Um, but our season starts on September 25th. Or whatever that game that day is, like I'm okay with that. I, I I don't hate that. Now I hate not just telling Cade McNamara you're our guy until uh, you're not our guy anymore. Because clearly, if a quarterback is a starting quarterback on the first Big Ten title team you've had uh, since what 97, that yeah. was that was unan- or that was um, unshared. Like 97, 97. Like yeah. So or or maybe it was 2003. I feel I feel like they were they were undisputed in 2003 but um like i I think it's it's needless but also i don't really care because i think part of it is you get jj mccarthy to stick around until at least week three and if he and play in all those games you play him in week four suddenly you know suddenly he doesn't leave you know to to maintain eligibility blah, blah 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 like there's a certain gamesmanship and game theory to this which is you know appreciated i guess um but in terms of like the game itself on Saturday, um, I just I I don't I don't see it being a difficult game. Colorado State. No, I right. mean
1: no no they don't yeah they don't you're right they don't have a competitive game until Maryland I mean, Maryland maybe we'll say Maryland yeah, yeah sure Maryland. Uh, no, I mean like the thing about Harbaugh that like maybe well he he is who he is and I think that like who he is in public is very much who he is in private. It's yeah, also possible that, that, like he's he's saying to to Cade, like, hey, like we need to keep giving JJ playing time. We need to keep him developing. You're our starter, but like here's how it's here's how we're going to do this. And also, like here's what I have to say to the public: don't worry, you're good, but keep developing, keep pushing, like keep the competition up. He may be saying that in private, but he is Jim it's... Harbaugh, so he probably not. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, 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 I don't, I don't think that he's saying that in private. I think that he's saying in private, the same thing he's saying here, which is competition is good, you know, meritocracy, whatever. Um, but like, here's, here's sort of my thought about the Cade Marath thing is that it's the difference between a, tr- like, like the, the analogy is actually basketball much more than football, which is if you have a freshman point guard who, you know, is going to be there for four years. And you have a freshman point guard who's a five-star and is, probably NBA ready. It's better for the program to play the four-year guy, but it's better for the individual team to play the high upside guy. I think that Michigan cannot win a national title with Kate Beckner. I don't think that that's a hot take. I think that Michigan probably can't win a, a national title with J.J. McCarthy. Georgia just if, won a
1: national title with Stetson Bennett.
0: Yeah, is Michigan's defense and uh, skill position the same as Georgia? Maybe no. Okay. Um, like the thing is, is that like you need a certain baseline level of talent that that JJ McCarthy does provide. You know, like he's the much higher upside play. Um, but also, Cade McNamara is a what redshirt sophomore right now. With uh, amount- yeah, he
1: actually has the same amount of eligibility as right, JJ.
0: right. Like he's he's a or, or, or he's like a, like with eligibility, he's not like four years left or three years left or whatever. Cade McNamara very much could be the starting quarterback for Michigan in 2025. As far as like, I I'm aware, certainly 2020, which means like if you're Harbaugh and you sort of have an eye towards next year and the year after you're better off letting Cade McNamara become one of the best, you know, six year starting quarterbacks in, in college football Than getting JJ McCarthy all that tape so that he can be like, all right, deuces, see ya. I'm off to the NFL, where JJ McCarthy probably is looking. I don't know that Cade McNamara has like NFL ambitions beyond normal. I'm starting quarterback at Michigan ambitions.
1: Um, Uh, I I actually don't I don't agree with that. I really do think that he has that like that Brady gene where he is just such a try hard that, and I said this in the chat too. Yeah. I think it's entirely possible. Now I'm not saying that he's going to be like the greatest of all time. I think he could have a very, 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 very long career in the NFL as as a backup, either as a backup or like the guy who floats around like the Ryan Fitzgerald
0: to a million teams and is just
1: super confident. Um, I
0: think, I think, I think it's possible. entirely
1: possible. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: that's possible. But like, I also think that like when you look at, if you put these two side by side, right? Right. And, you turn, yeah, and you JJ has to, like the
1: higher upside for sure. He's, he's on, he's on every level. Like,
0: um, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he is a guy who NFL scouts will say, oh, he's got an arm and, and at the athleticism and, you know, he can, he can make all the throws and we can build an offense around him. Whereas Cade McNamara is like, you get him in the right system. He could be really, really successful. You get him in the wrong system. He's out of the league in two years. Um, Not, not that that's a knock on him. I think for 90% of quarterbacks in the NFL, it's, either you get him in the right system or you can't play it. Um, right. Like Kobe Brissett is, is my like go-to example for guy who has been successful because he's in the right system. And if he was not in the right system, he would be out of the league by now. Connor Cook okay. was not in the right system and in, in, in Oakland, not in the NFL. Um, like it is what it is. Um, but I, 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 like I said, like, I don't mind this. I, I think that it's, it's telling your team, look, we, we are going to steamroll these teams. We don't need to have a starting quarterback until Maryland. And the game before Maryland, which is UConn is like, all right, that's our, that's our, you know, dress rehearsal game. Great. You'll have your starting quarterback. It'll be Cade. And that'll be that. Um, But, but I, 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 I do think it is a little bit of a risk because you do risk splitting the dressing room a little bit. I don't, I don't know that it's a huge problem. I do think it's a possibility that I want to throw out, but I'm, I'm not concerned from a Michigan success this year standpoint. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's fair.
0: Yeah. So, um, so in terms of that, I think we that we predict Michigan by a million against Colorado State, more or less. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of like the actual things to watch out for, you know, be happy if Michigan is creating massive creases in the running game uh, using their base stuff. Be a little bit yeah. concerned if they're not. Like that's, that's like really what I would be looking at because. Colorado State will not be able to stay with the with Anthony and Bell, uh, or and and so if they want to throw it deep, they'll be able to. Um, yeah, I think Eric All, if he wants to, could have 300 yards in this game, and I think it's very likely he doesn't eclipse 30 because I don't. Uh, yeah, because
1: just I don't think they should really include him in the game plan.
0: Yeah, no. Why would I you? mean they they um, probably will, but yeah, but like they don't need to. Um and and as for the running backs, like I'd be very interested to see. Um, you know, how they use Edwards and how they use Quorum because I think Edwards is not, is not Haskins. So like the share needs to be a little bit different. How they use them is going to be a little bit different, Um, but it'll be interesting. Uh, But, but in terms of the outcome, I, I I think that if this game is within 30, I'll be shocked. Harbaugh has been really, really good at blowing out bad teams uh, in his tenure. And I I assume that will continue. Um, So yeah, he does
1: not take his foot off the pedal.
0: (laughs) No and, and, and it's, you know, it is what it is. Like, I, I I think that it's, it's fine. Um, So in terms of the other team we care about here uh, on this podcast, um, we do care about Baylor and Oregon. We'll get to them in a second, but one of them has a much bigger game than the other. So we'll, we'll gloss over Baylor in a second, but um, so Michigan state plays Western Michigan. The, the, the thing about this is that it's 7. PM on Friday night, which is a tradition Michigan state has um, started by Mark Hollis for very cool reasons, which is, um, we should play on Friday night so that people can leave Saturday morning to go up north for Labor Day weekend. I think that that's. You mean the their biggest donor? Uh, yes, mostly. Uh, uh the Acreshire guy does want to go up north, so he goes up north from them. But um, so Friday night that game is uh, four o'clock Pacific. Um, it's against Western Michigan. Western Michigan was good last year. Um, not great. Their offensive coordinator is Michigan State's quarterback's dad, which is interesting. Um, Peyton Thorne's dad is the offensive coordinator Um, at Western Michigan, Jeff Thorne. Um, The thing to watch for Michigan State, again, I don't think this game's going to be close. I think Michigan State's favored by 20. Um, I think that it will be about a 21 to 24 point game. Um, 17 to 24, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think the thing to watch is how do Michigan State's corners play? Not how successful they are, right? Because I, I don't think that they should be too challenged by this, but how do they play? Are they like, because last year they played super off. They played a ton of bail coverage. Are they playing the same way this year? Are they playing a little more, a little more pressed up a little more. Wait, should I, I, I want to
1: ask a kind of a jackassy question. Why, why did they play that coverage twigs?
0: Uh, because they couldn't rush the passer and because their corners were uh, sketchy. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. So they bring in, um, the guy who lost his job to Kaylee Ringo at, uh, Georgia. So at the beginning of the year, Amir Speed was the starting cornerback for the Georgia Bulldogs. He is now the starting cornerback for the Michigan state Spartans. Um, Ronald Williams sort of started coming on later in the year, then he got hurt, but he should be okay. Um, Chuck Brantley, uh, famously had a, uh, an interception against Michigan, but he sort of wore down because he was 140 pounds and six foot one. So he couldn't really take the beating. Um, but I, I, think that this group is deeper. I think that, um, speed becoming the one we've talked about this on this podcast before, like having a true one makes everything a lot easier. And I think Amir speed at six, three is, is maybe a true one, not against, you know, not against Ohio state, not against, you know, the, the, the big boys, but against everybody else, I, I think that he's fine. Um, so I'll be interested to see how they play, you know, the manner in which they play. Um, it'll also be interesting to see how Michigan state's offensive line gels, um, because they've lost, they lost five of nine players from last year. Uh, and they also lost the guy who made uh, the offensive line look a lot better than it was. So I think this, this team is going to be a little more pass happy. Um, I think that they'll be successful still. I think Jay Johnson's a good offensive coordinator, not a great offensive coordinator, a good one. Um, and I think that, that the wide receivers will, will be very good. Um, but beyond that, I, again, like I'm not that concerned, you know, beyond the normal concern you have about any game. Um, Western Michigan is a competently run program. They're not UConn, they're not Hawaii, but they are still a couple levels below. So the thing to watch there is if Michigan state can run the ball. Cool. If their corners are pr- playing pressed up and not getting smoked. Cool. Um, if they're not doing either of those things, then, then you can be concerned. Um I think that's like a, again, like, is that a fair assessment of what to watch for? Sure. I think so. Yeah. Um, so the other, the other team this podcast cares about is Baylor. They play Albany as in Albany, New York. Baylor is going to win by 60. Uh, you don't have to watch it. It's fine. Um, and then I would say the game of the day, because I don't care about Ohio state versus Notre Dame because obvious reasons, um, you know, i i hesitate wait sorry what are
1: those reasons because that's going to be a good game
0: um because i hate notre Dame and i hate ohio state that you're not going
1: to watch that game is that what you're saying
0: of course i'm going to watch the game i'm just not going to like it (laughs) (laughs) um but the actual like like for my purposes the actual game of the day is oregon versus georgia um because oregon is a competent team who's now has Georgia's former defense coordinator and Georgia is coming off of losing a lot. So, um, that game is in Atlanta. You can expect Georgia to win by I'd say 10. Um, I I'd say that that's probably how that's going to go because PAC 12 lines cannot hold up to sec lines. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it'll be interesting because last year, Georgia's defense was a pincer a vice, a a boa constrictor. Like it was terrifying. I mean, Michigan yes. saw it. It's terrifying. Um, I don't know Absolutely. that it is this year. I don't know that it is this year. Jordan Davis is gone. Trayvon Walker's gone. Kobe Dean's gone. Um, you know, five other players are gone. They still have yeah. a lot. I mean, make no mistake. They're still an incredibly talented defense. They still have the best cornerback in the in the country. Um, but all those players, you, you don't just replace Jordan Davis, right? You don't just replace N'Kobe Dean. Um, it it right. takes a minute. So it'll be interesting to see how Oregon comes out. Um, if they can move the ball a little bit better because nobody moved the ball against Georgia last year um, at all. So I think that's, that, that'll be an interesting game. Um, but more than that, there are games on Thursday that I think are going to be very funny. And that's what I want to focus on for what should be obvious reasons. Actually, before we get there, whatever happened to Dylan McCaffrey, he was the last JJ McCarthy,
1: whatever happened. Uh, he went to Colorado. I don't know how he ended up doing there. I think it's, I think he went because his dad is there, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, How's it doing?
0: I I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about central Michigan versus Oklahoma state. Why don't you look up what Dylan McCaffrey's up to? Sure. Um, So Thursday we actually get a ton of good games. Um, So uh, that's like, like week zero is week zero, whatever. But like the actual kickoff of college football is the Thursday. And we have the backyard brawl, which is, should be a good game. I, I imagine Pitt is going to lose um, because there's a lot of hubris going on with my, Pat Narduzzi, and he needs to be humbled a little bit. And who better to humble you than West Virginia? Um, who's bad, by the way. But uh, also wait, you want Pat
1: Narduzzi to be humbled?
0: Why? I do because he's been talking shit about Michigan State for the last six months, and I'm sick of it. Um well, he's he's is that so, deserved. The actual reason for that is that he's uh, there's a lot of rumors that he's pissed that he wasn't given uh first dips on the job when D'Antonio left, and the answer to that was because he's been a a astoundingly mediocre mediocre to above average ish but not exceeding expectations coach at Pitt. so like if you're Michigan state like why run that back right like why like there's no reason to do that. Um, so he's like, he's like pissed at Michigan state. And so he was talking shit, blah, 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 whatever. But actually the game that I'm going to watch unsurprising to everybody is Penn state versus Purdue. Um, now this is an unranked game between two teams that last year went a combined 500 give or take, maybe a little bit more. I actually mm-hmm. think Purdue is going to win this game. And I think Purdue is going to go 11 and one this year um, because I think this is the type of game Penn state loses. It's wait. No. Did
1: you just say Purdue is going to go 11 and one?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I want Why? you to look at Purdue's schedule. Probably bad. The toughest non con game they play is Syracuse. Uh-huh. The toughest, the only tough crossover game they have, their crossover games are Maryland, Indiana, and Penn State. So if they win this game, I do think that they can go what? Two and one versus Wisconsin, Iowa, and Nebraska. Uh huh. So like that, that's really what I'm saying is that I think that they can go two and one versus or three and one versus Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Um, Because Aiden O'Connell is the best quarterback in the big 10 West by a lot. Uh, And Purdue, you know, if they, if they get firing, like they're, they're a good team. Uh, And I also want to see James Franklin go 0-1 against Purdue, go 7-5 and again, and then get a contract extension for 95 million after getting one for 85 million, because it's, (laughs) It's hilarious. Like I've yeah. never seen a team a, a program debase itself the way Penn State has for James Franklin. Right. Oh no, it's
1: hilarious. I love it. It's
0: because like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? Like Michigan State did need to give Mel Tucker 95 million dollars because you leave you can leave Michigan State, right? It's happened yes. before. Like I again, I think that Michigan State is a great place to to be a coach, but like it's a difficult job. By any metric, like you're in a re- in the second hardest division in college football, you share your state with a blue blood, you share your region with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame. Like it's it's not the easiest place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you needed to give Mel Tucker ninety five million dollars because otherwise he could very well go to somewhere else. But if you're Penn State and you're like you consider yourself a blue blood, you consider yourself a national title contender, you know every three four years. Um, you know, you're, and, and, and you're, you're, you're begging this guy every off season, not to leave you like at a certain point, you, you got to have some self-respect girl and tell this guy to hit the bricks. Right.
1: Wait, so sorry. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, produce schedule is so soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazingly yeah. soft.
0: It's, I'm telling you, they have, awesome. they have, they have what one difficult game and it's in West Lafayette. Like their difficult game is Penn State and it's in West Lafayette.
1: Yeah. I and mean, and the only get, reason they lose that is because like it's the first game of the year.
0: Yeah. So they have they do have to go to Camp Randall, which that sucks. But they get Nebraska at home, they get Iowa at home. And they have to go to Minnesota, yeah. but whatever. Like, like they have won two difficult games, and it's and again, we've talked about Wisconsin. I'm not sure Wisconsin's good. So no. um the
1: the, the so, i think the uh the talking behind the podcast is that paul chris is bad he's just yes. continuing onwards
0: yeah i i i think that that's a a a deeply held belief of of all of us that paul chris is bad um pj fleck is bad um kirk ference is not in a one of his up years so okay you and mean then, a contract here like, um uh, it's weird to call it a contract here because it's like he's not going anywhere guys like he, he he could be on year negative three. Yeah, the, yeah, contract. but that's like, he's not gonna
1: that's the pattern is like Kirk Ferentz, Aaron Judge, contractor. He's like, all right, here we go. I'm gonna forty five home runs. Let's things. go. <laughs>
0: um, Drew Tate is going to beat LSU in a bowl game. Let's go. Uh, that was a throwback. Um, but I I think I think that like the 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 thing is with this game. Is you're going to see a lot about. I'm, I'm actually very interested to see what Penn State looks like, um, because the thing with them is that they haven't had good offensive line play since Joe Paterno uh, left/slash died. Um, but James Franklin has not been able to recruit an offensive line. They're recru- they're, they're replacing three starters from a offensive line that was horrendous. Um, and Sean Clifford, when Sean Clifford has time, is probably the second best third best quarterback in the in the conference you know I think you go Stroud maybe O'Connell maybe Clifford and like look like I like Peyton Thorne a lot I like um I like I like Cade McNamara a lot but there's like Sean Clifford makes this team a a top 10-ish team and when he's not there they are unplayable whereas the drop off from Peyton Thorne to say Noah Kim or Kate McMerrits and JJ McCarthy is not so stark. But we'll see if Drew Alar is good. But um, I'll be very interested to watch that game. I I will be tweeting much more from the account than I normally do. Um, That account is at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. That's usually me. Uh, Oh, actually, no, I'm not because uh, I am running tryouts at five o'clock on Thursday. So never mind. Uh, Oh, uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll announce it on the podcast. I am uh, the the official freshman basketball coach at the local high school here.
1: Woohoo! Good job! Yeah,
0: hooray! Uh, so, if you have any basketball questions, don't at me. I don't talk about it in public. I I I I, I don't want to do it. Only am into
1: talking about basketball. <laughs> uh,
0: you can find me otherwise at Diamonds Esquire. Um, you can find uh, Angus at Nerd Angus you have any thoughts about nebraska football please at uh my co-host mr mojo rising 89 um you can uh dm us on instagram as soon as we get the instagram up and running uh, special thank you to our sponsors the uh smith workforce management group as well as whoever blue air decided to put in um, uh, again i hope it's cores light or pbr either would be fine um, and uh please like subscribe share leave a review we always appreciate that so Um, obviously we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you, dear listener. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Sports social podcast network.